Hello, Spring Branch Church. How are you? Good morning. Thank you. My name is Tom Knox, and I am a member of Spring Branch Church. And uh, I have a, a wife, Tricia, who's very involved here in the children's ministry, and five kids who are all very involved. Was anybody here when I spoke before? Um, you know, I spoke about certainly my life and my profession and my walk and some of the ups and downs I've faced in life, spiritually and business, many highs, many lows, but that's how our walk is, which I appreciate actually very much. And I appreciate the fact that the Lord walks along with us at key times. And I talked about a principle during that time of how God puts us in a position and then he may take us into a different walk for a period of time, like he did with Moses, like he did with David, like he did with Paul, where they were at their high place, and then they moved to a different zone in life, into a desert or into another place. And then God came out and brought him out into a new light and a new place. But that's a principle that I think the Bible shows, that God takes us, he moves us into some interesting seasons, and then he moves us out and blossoms us into something else. And I want to tell you today that I think the Advent message has some key principles that we could also take into this season. And for the record, I want to say that about 9 o'clock last night, I felt like the Lord told me to change directions a little bit on what I was going to say. And maybe part of that is because there's 10% of people in the audience that need to hear another part of the hope of the Advent as we walk through this. Because what I'm going to talk about and what the part of my message is, is Advent to action. And Advent to action meaning that we're walking into a season that we can kind of come into it knowing we have stuffed ourselves completely after Thanksgiving, right? Put on a couple extra pounds. We're now moving into the new season of family and friends and parties and eating and restaurants and everything else. But how are we going to come out of it at the end of the Advent season even different than we were before? And, and not only coming out saying, all right, I didn't just spend my time overeating and gifts and everything else. But there's a deeper spiritual side to this that I think the Lord was trying to tell me last night. Because for some, it may not be the easiest season. And for others, it may be a point where it's good to reconnect, really reconnect with where we are with the Lord. And I think when we look at the Advent and the principles of the Advent, we're going to see that there's a way to do that. And I'm going to try to do something that may be a little bit diff difficult today in my message. And one is to walk us through the four weeks of the Advent really in two parts. One part is a spiritual walk. A spiritual walk through the Advent. And I'm going to use the book of Acts for that. And the other side of it is, it said Christmas stories up there. I'm going to share a couple things that have happened to us over some Christmases that blessed us. That can hopefully challenge us 
in our faith to maybe do something a little bit beyond Christmas. Our family has struggled with that over years and really has tried to kind of do some things differently. So as I walk through this, I want us to think about those two tracks, the, he- the spiritual one, the bringing us more to Jesus, and then the side that says, what else can we do during the Christmas season to bless and help others? So what is the Advent? Well, the Advent really means this kind of 40 days or this four weeks that we're setting up, okay, in preparation for Christmas. And we've all had Advent wreaths and things like that, but there's kind of four core parts of the Advent, which I want to explain to you, and I will use this kind of pillars to walk through this message. So the first part of the definition is hope. There is hope, faith, joy, and peace. Hope, faith, joy, and peace. And the season of the Advent really means the season of waiting, of anticipating. It really means the waiting for the return of Christ, waiting for something to happen. Is somebody here waiting for a change in their life or for God to move? Anybody? It's a season for that. It's a season to kind of walk through these principles and determine how they can change and help us. So the first one is hope. And hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for certain things to happen. The second is faith. Complete trust or confidence in someone or something. The third is joy. A feeling of great pleasure and happiness. And four is peace. Freedom from disturbance and giving us tranquility. So what I'd like to do is now journey through these four parts in the way I talked about. One spiritual and one in making the season even more than it's been before. So let's start with hope. And I'm going to utilize the book of Acts as kind of the key part of the spiritual side. The book of Acts, for you who may not completely understand it, I think is the most exciting book in the Bible. It's the part of the Bible where the church begins. It's the part of the Bible where there are changed hearts. The disciples are completely changed. They get on fire for the Lord. And they go off into a walk and a place that is far beyond what was ever expected. And it was really the start of the church and the start of Christianity. It's also the place where the Apostle Paul walked down the road to Damascus. And Jesus Christ met him on that road and blinded him. And the Apostle Paul, after being blinded, was then healed, then went into a desert for three years and came out and had the strongest ministry in the Bible and changed the church. So, when we talk about hope, Let's take it in two parts. In Acts, when Christ died, the disciples were lost. They were wandering. They didn't know what to do. And this is, and I want you to hear this. This is the main reason I believe in Jesus Christ. 
This part of the book of Acts is the reason I believe, and for those of you who sometimes wane in your faith or wonder, I think this is the key part. When those disciples who had believed and walked with Jesus saw him crucified and died on the cross, they scattered. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to expect. Yet, in that first part of Acts, over 500 people over 40 days saw Christ and their life completely changed. They became radical. They went out and did things that were completely unexpected. Their faith, when Christ came back and he said, go to the Mount of Olives, to the upper room, when the Holy Spirit came upon them, their life completely moved and changed and they went out and change the world. And my question for you is, do you have that hope in your heart? Do you have that sort of belief that these men changed so drastically, how can your heart and your mind change as well? That's the pillar, that's the spiritual pillar, that's the first part of walking through this season. And I wanna start with the fact that I hope all of you truly have that hope in Christ. Truly have that in your mind, in your heart, and your soul. You know, when I was 13 years old, had a situation where my father had left. And we ended up at a dinner all by ourselves with just our family. And it was one of the hardest things I had to go through as a kid. But there was a hope in Christ, a hope that he would actually come back. If we go to faith, a complete trust or confidence in someone or something, these same disciples, they had this walk, they had this time, they had this situation together where they knew that Jesus Christ was going to return. Then they had joy, a feeling of great pressure and happiness. Why I believe in the power of the advent and what goes on there is because what God can do in our hearts and mind and soul. And walking away from what I walked away from has changed the way I've had to look at my faith, has changed the way I've had to address things in my life. Because this is what the Advent is about. It's, it's an archetypal message that pops up in the Bible over and over again. The word, it derives from a Latin word, adventus. It means coming. You're waiting on something to come, right? And if you listen to the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, Ransom Captive Israel, and that's the story. And in a big picture, you see it in the Old Testament, right? Israel collapses six times as a nation. And they're sitting there crying out to God, where are you? Where are you in this situation? But they're waiting on the Lord. And then as my dad just talked about, it happens again with the disciples. They'd spent three years following this man around. And then what happens? He dies and they think it was all a joke. That nothing they did mattered. And they're sitting there waiting on the Lord. And they're scrambled. 
But then what happens, Jesus returns. And right now we are in a season of Advent. We're waiting on the Lord to come back for his second coming. And that's what the season is all about. But here's the thing, it's not all sunshines and rainbows. And that's what my dad has taught me. He spent, he spent so much time just telling me the reality of the situation that we can sit up here and preach the prosperity gospel, but you're gonna go through these trials and tribulations. And it's gonna be over your head and it's gonna be to a point that it breaks you down and you're not gonna be able to stand back up. And what are you supposed to do in that moment? Because we can sit up here and talk about all the happiness, but there's a reality to the situation that we're in. We're waiting on the Lord in a situation that we can't handle. And that's how we came across, or not, we definitely didn't come across these, but these four principles. And we were, took a trip for Thanksgiving and we went to go see this beautiful church. We walk up on the steeple, pinned right against the wall is these very same four principles. And it's what he just laid out, it's hope, faith, joy, and peace. That's the blueprint we're left with. Because you're gonna fall and you're gonna stumble in this world and what do you do? You hold on to that. What is the hope? You can't move on in this world without hope because your situation is gonna beat you down but that's why faith is so important. Because if you have hope in something in this world and another person, it's gonna collapse. When the going gets tough, it's gonna come down but that's why you ground it in faith. Because faith in Christ is what sustains you. That's what you're looking forward to. That's what you're waiting for coming. And then joy. And, and this was really cool. My dad pointed this out to me when we were going through last night. Joy is not happiness. Because happiness collapses at the first bad thing that happens. Like if you're happy, more power to you. But that's a rare thing in this world. But joy, joy is what Paul and Silas felt. They were thrown into prison. And guess what they were doing? They were singing. They had been put in prison for spreading the word of God and they were singing. And that night, the walls came down in that prison and the guard was about to fall on his sword because he knew that death was coming his way. But then Paul and Silas said, wait a minute, we're still here. And all the prisoners were able to see what that meant. And you know, going into this Advent season, you might be surrounded by family who don't know Christ who don't have this assurance, who don't have this faith in their lives. But all it took was Paul and Silos to have that faith that sustained them going through. And then the final point is peace. And peace is something that I got to see firsthand. My dad, he, uh, he started a business with um, seniors and he sends people to go care for them. And a lot of these are low-income workers but he's always had it on his heart to just provide for them, make it the best they can in this market. And so he had this idea last Christmas. He said, wait a second, there's more that can be done because the spirit of the Advent prompts action. That's why Acts is such an important book. So he said, well, wait a second. What if we could just send out to a handful of families a Christmas list, right? How can we help some of the workers that are employed what ended up happening was we touched so many different families in this community through Christmas gifts. And it was all in the selfless spirit, and I get the cliche of it. I get it's like, look, you, do, you give to others, and that's more fulfilling than giving to yourself. But it's in that action that you sustain yourself in waiting for the Lord. My dad always tells me that the thing 
one of the biggest proofs for Christ, if you will, is looking at those disciples and how when Jesus died, they were scattered, right? Like he just pointed out. But then what happened after? What prompted them to go around the world? What made doubting Thomas go get slaughtered in India? It was that Christ was risen and it prompted action. When you're waiting for Christ to come, it prompts action. And through that action, that Advent lays out, that's how we wait on the Lord. Thank you, Caleb. I'm going to pray. Lord, I thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for this church, and I thank you for the opportunities given. And uh, Lord, as we move forward today, just bless the church and Michael and Heath and all of us, Lord. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you. So far to go, the lights are nowhere on this road, guiding me home. And when the night is closing in, it's falling on my skin. Oh God, will you?